everyone. My name is Terry Abair, and this is my podcast. It's called I Have Things to Say. I'm a midlife career introvert who is much better at the written word, but I now invite you to join me on this adventure of saying the things I have to say. I'll tell stories, you'll find humor, plenty of awkwardness, maybe some unique insights, definitely all the feels from time to time. All of that comes together right here in this podcast because I truly believe we all have stories to tell and these are my stories. So thank you for being here. Here's what I have to say today. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of I Have Things to Say. My name is Terry Abair, and I'm your host with all the things to say. Hey, it's pretty exciting around here this week. Um, I've been added to a few more podcast platforms, so I want to welcome you. If you are listening to me for the first time, you decided to start with episode 21 because <laughs> it's the most recent. That is awesome. You should totally do that. And I want to welcome you if you're coming from some of my newest platforms where I get to be podcast app, podcast one, Podbean, and tune in is where I am most recently. Um, y'all, I can be found on 13 platforms that I know of. So that's very exciting. And I want to rattle those off really quick, just because I want to make sure that um, if you know somebody who listens on a specific app, you can tell them, hey, you can find my friend Terry on your your app and listen to all the amazing things she has to say. So I'm on Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Spot, Spotify, uh, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and then the ones I just mentioned, new podcast app, Podcast One, Podbean, and TuneIn. So thank you if you're listening to me from any of those apps. If you're listening to me from somewhere else, let me know where you are because <laughs> I'd love to find you. Um, it's pretty exciting these days. So today uh, we're going to talk about, speaking of being heard on multiple platforms. Today's episode is about speaking up. You deserve to be heard. And that is a huge thing for some people to really grasp and understand. And I know that because it's a huge thing for me to grasp and to understand. And you may be thinking, how is that possible? Because she's got a podcast. So clearly she thinks she, she deserves to be heard because she has things to say. And I'm going to tell you, this podcast, I mean, it's going to come around. This is a full circle episode today. It's a long time coming from a person, from an introvert, from a person who's been very shy, very reserved, who has not felt like uh, for a lot of her life that she has something to say or uh, deserves to be heard. Um, I don't know if you can relate. Are you ever afraid to say what you think or feel? And I'm talking about in a variety of scenarios, whether it's it's a group setting or one on one with a friend or a loved one or just, you know, a one on one in a coworker conversation or something, maybe even with your boss. Um, are you ever afraid to say what you think or feel? I know I often am. And that's something that I've worked on for a long time and I'm slowly getting better at it. It's, it's building confidence. It's being open to vulnerability, which is super scary. And we're going to talk about that today. Um, but here's the thought. So when we worry about how people will interpret what we say, we often choose not to say anything at all. And worrying about what people are going to think or say or feel about what we have to say switches our focus about what we say and feel. It turns it into performance. So based on my performance of what I have to think or what I have to say about what I think or believe or feel, I'm worried about how somebody else is going to react versus focusing on the communication. I have something I need to communicate. So I'm going to worry more about 
uh, the fact that I need to communicate it and go ahead and get it out there? Um, or am I going to be worried about how I do it and talk myself out of it because I'm afraid to do it? So, you know, there's fear of rejection in there. There's fear of um, being known, which is super scary. I, th I think we talk a lot sometimes about wanting to be known, to feel, you know, to feel known. But then it's also really scary, like, because when you're truly known, it's warts and all, y'all. It is everything. It's the, you know, the thing I talk about often. It's the, you know, Facebook perfect and it's all the days and the, uh, the instances that you don't post on Facebook because you don't want the world to see that, right? So we're going to talk about communicating. We're going to talk about um, speaking up and being heard today on two different levels. So group speak. So when you're in group situations, whatever that might be. And we're also going to talk about um, personal one-on-one -on -one communication, which is my which is my bigger struggle. I struggle in both areas, but I can I can speak to a group uh, with much more confidence than I can often, you know, bring up real feelings one-on-one -on -one with somebody that I care about or somebody who I need to, to have a real moment with. So we're going to talk about both of those things today on this episode of I Have Things to Say. Speak up. All right, so let's talk about first, let's talk about larger scale, so groups. And I'm not even really talking about public speaking, like getting up on a stage in front of people. I'm talking about things like you're sitting in a meeting at work with your team and you have an idea or you're in a, you know, maybe a Bible study group or a book club group or, um, you know, you're at work or you're with, you're with a group of people, even just a group of friends. And you have something to say, you want to bring something up, you have an idea, but you're afraid to say it. That, I mean, do you ever, does that ever happen to you? It happened to me all the time when I was in corporate. Before I really started figuring out that I needed to speak up, that I had good ideas, um, as I started to grow in my career and become more of a leader in my companies, um, I was afraid to speak up because I didn't want to be wrong. And I didn't want to be that girl with the weird idea that everybody thought was stupid. And I was I was afraid to speak, to say things. I just kind of wanted to observe meetings. I wanted to take notes and then go do what I was told until I started gaining enough experience and enough confidence where um, I didn't always agree with the idea or the plan of action. And I realized that I had good input, but <laughs> that required me to actually say something about it to get it out there in the room. So if, I mean, if you've ever, you know, sat in a meeting and, you know, you bit your tongue because you, you had something to say, but then you thought better of it. Uh, and I'm not talking about, um, biting your tongue when you know you shouldn't say something, <laughs> uh, cause definitely hold back if you're just going to be rude <laughs> and definitely think about how you say things. But if you're like, oh my gosh, I have an idea. I know that's not going to work, but I think what I have to say might work, but you, you hold back or, you know, you have, you know, you have ideas that you're afraid to share that, you know, man, I know the, the very thing that will happen to make this amazing, but I'm afraid to speak up because I don't want people to tell me no. Um, the world is missing out on you. If that's the case, they're missing out on your ideas. They're missing out on your participation. They're missing out on you contributing to the world around you. And, uh, I know it's hard to speak up in a group. I've been there. I'm an, I'm an introvert. Okay. So, and I've talked about that a lot. So I, I will, uh, I'm very familiar with feeling like the, the the quiet person in the room should stay the quiet person in the room, feeling overwhelmed by bigger personalities and people with more experience or who speak up. You know, it's often the loudest voice in the room wins. So, uh, you know, I have spent many meetings and much of a career and, and just many opportunities 
holding back and not not throwing my voice into the ring, not just not necessarily to compete with the loudest voice in the room, but to not let them always just be the only voice in the room. Um, you know, maybe your ideas haven't been accepted in the past. Maybe you've had a couple of ideas and you got brave enough to spit them out there and it came out and it was all shaky and uh, didn't quite come out right. And it wasn't very clear. And, you know, you just got, you know, like crickets, <laughs> blank stares, been there. Or, you know, people just immediately shot your idea down because they just wanted to go in the direction that they had already laid out or that they thought was best. That's hard. It's hard to come back from that and go, okay, well, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to say things anymore because y'all don't like my ideas. I've been there. Um, you know, and these days, especially in our crazy social media world, um, differing opinions, different ideas are not always handled with grace and kindness, right? You can just really feel rejected when you give an idea or have a solution or provide an answer and it's immediately shot down, especially if it's in public, like a group uh, meeting, especially if you're like trying to really work and, you know, rise up and rise to the occasion and show, show leadership or show, you know, innovation or ingenuity with, you know, having, um, you know, being a thought leader or something like that. And, you know, you just get shut down either by your boss or a coworker or somebody who just thinks your ideas are stupid. Um, you know, you're afraid, you're afraid of saying it wrong. Cause that, that happens to me a lot and has happened to me a lot. I've got this amazing idea, but you know, being more of a writing, you know, writing is my, is my first form of communication. Talking is second second behavior for me. And, you know, I always have this fear of saying it wrong. And especially in a meeting where I'm not really sure if it's a good idea or not, or if I'm in a group where I'm not sure my idea is going to be ex accepted, um, I will stumble through it. And then, you know, you just, you, you, it's misinterpreted or the tone isn't quite right. Tone is a big buzzword these days where, you know, we, we read into the tone of messages and, um, you know, text messages and Facebook messages and emails, you can, you can very quickly have the wrong tone in an email when you're just trying to be matter of fact, you know, I, that used to bite me a lot and still does sometimes. Um, so that's performance though. Those things are all performance and, um, we get caught up in that. We caught, we get caught up in our performance. Uh, you know, how, how is it going to come out when I try to speak up and say my idea? If it doesn't come out right, then it might be rejected. So I'm just going to take the easy way out and not say anything at all. Um, and we lose our focus on the communication. But I have a really important idea that can really help this project. Um, I really should speak up and say something about it and not worry too much about how it comes out. More important that it does come out right. Um, we we fear that, um, you know, when we step back and we are too afraid to speak up, we're we're not even validating our own ideas right we fear no we fear being challenged that's 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 another good reason that we come up with to not speak up in a room if i have an idea but i can't back it up and somebody challenges me on it then i'm gonna feel stupid right you know there's the rule or the saying that there's no there are no bad ideas but people can really make you feel like you had a bad idea if you throw something out there and you don't have you know um, you know, you don't have anything to back it up or you don't have data or facts and all this kind of stuff. And I can say that based on experience. I, I have one really painful meeting experience that I had, you know, was I, as I had risen up in my company and, um, but it heads with different departments as what happens sometimes in different companies because, you know, not necessarily because everybody's, 
a jerk. You just don't always see things the right way and had an issue with a person on my level. And so boss, big boss called a meeting with a few of us in the room and there were more of us in the room than were involved in the situation. And I couldn't figure out why they were there except to support the other person and kind of create this um, panel. <laughs> so it felt very much, you know, like them against me and more, more of them and me and what the, the way that the meeting kind of went about was very strange to me. And, um, I, I, I was the last to get to speak and say my piece. And, um, by the time I had heard everybody else speak and kind of explain different situations and different things and different points of views, I felt very much like the odd woman out in the room. And so when it came to me, you know, I was challenged with a couple questions and I just froze. And part of why I froze was because what I really wanted to say and what I knew was true to speak up and say to one, defend myself and two, to bring, bring, um, the rest of the situation to light. Uh, I knew it was not going to be accepted. I knew that it was going to be rebutted. And I knew that given the people in the room and the relationships that were there long before I had risen to my role, uh, I knew that I was not going to come out well. Um, and so I froze and I just didn't really say anything. And because of that, uh, performance, right. Um, I lost out on a raise that I was hoping to get. At least that's what my boss told me <laughs> at the time. So um, I didn't do myself any favors by not speaking up and not saying what I needed to hear. And and I, I can see that side of it where, okay, all right, if I'm supposed to be in this leadership role, then I should be able to defend myself and defend my department and defend, uh, you know, you know, have a stronger showing against people who are of my same my same rank within the company. On the flip side of that, I was still kind of glad that I didn't say what I needed to say because I'm not sure it wasn't so much the fear. It was the reality after the fact that, um, I, you know what, it might not have gone well for me. Should I have said something? Maybe. Should I have, you know, not just absolutely frozen? Perhaps. Perhaps there was a way for me to get a few words out there and kind of make, make my point. But um, you know, that's one thing that always sticks in my mind when I think about, okay, I had opportunities and I've let opportunities pass before, not just in that situation, but even just throwing out ideas into a room full of, you know, when you're in a room and you're supposed to be throwing out ideas to be the one or two people in the room who just kind of sit back and, and watch and not throw out ideas. And, and I have valuable input. So, um, you have to validate your own ideas. You have to validate your own self by speaking up sometimes and risking having bad ideas and risking uh, not being accepted in order for other people to also start taking you seriously. You know, um, imperfect communication is okay. In fact, imperfect communication, I'll give you a caveat on that, but imperfect communication is also is often better than no communication at all. And I think that's true in business settings. I think that's true in personal situations. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment. But um, you know, unless you're just absolutely being a jerk and like, you know, cussing somebody out or throwing somebody under the bus or, you know, responding in a, in a, in a truly poor way, imperfect communication is totally okay. And is, should be your go-to versus no communication at all. Um, you might not win any awards for eloquence. Okay. And that's totally fine, especially in a, in a situation, if you're caught off guard or you're, you know, just throwing out ideas, it may not be perfectly and you know, an eloquent prepared speech, but you will earn credibility the more you speak up. And so 
that's going to help you speak up more. That's going to help you get better at it. That's going to help people take you seriously. That's going to have, it's going to help people recognize and validate your ideas. The more you throw them out, the more you get brave enough to speak. Um, you know, just think of all the big ideas out there that go unheard because we're afraid to say it out loud. And I'm even talking to yourself. Like, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur, still trying to figure out that game most days, but I think that's true for a lot of entrepreneurs. But what if nobody ever said any ideas, <laughs> even to yourself, you know? I had an idea for this podcast, okay? So I said it out loud. I said it to somebody else, and now I have a podcast. It's not that quite that simple, but, you know, you have to get the ideas out into the universe, I really believe, for them to be taken seriously and for you to act on them. If you keep them all to yourself, no, no ideas are ever going to happen. You never know. You might be right. What? Don't assume you're wrong from the start. I think that's part of the fear. You assume that whatever idea you have has to be wrong, right? Or it has to be not the best idea in the room. Who cares if it's not the best idea in the room? Get it out there anyway. Show people you're trying. Show people that you have ideas. Give them something to think about. It could be a combination of ideas or thoughts that come out in, during a meeting or in a, in a group or in a room that really takes whatever you're doing to the next level. Um, you might be wrong. Oh my gosh, it's not the worst thing to be wrong. It feels bad. It does feel bad, especially in a group, especially when you're trying to impress somebody, especially when you're trying to win. But, you know, having ideas and speaking up and being heard is not about winning. It's about contributing. It's about letting people know you. It's about getting ideas out into the world. You'll gain confidence to interact and learn and work with those around you the more you're willing to speak up and to have the confidence in yourself to say words, say things, get things out of your head and into the atmosphere where people can hear you. So that's, you know, the focus of this segment is that imperfect communication is okay. And it's gonna be the focus of next the next segment, but in a little bit different way. We're gonna speak next about <clears throat> personal one-on, sorry. <clears throat> Let me just clear my throat loudly in my microphone. We're gonna, we're gonna shift gears next and talk about one-on-one -on -one personal relationships uh, and your, your absolute worthiness to be heard in your deepest relationships and your friendships in you know one-on-one -on -one situations, even if you're not friends with somebody. You have, you're worthy and you deserve to be heard. Okay. Now we're going to, we're going to bring it down. We're going to bring it down a little bit and talk about kind of one-on-one -on -one relationships. And this could be anything from, you know, a spouse, a loved one, close friend, someone you're just kind of friends with. It could be, you know, a one-on-one -on -one relationship at work, coworker, maybe your boss or something like that, or as, you know, somebody who reports to you, you know, specifically probably closer relationships, because that's where I have the hardest time. And, um, you know, saying, you know, there's a fear of not wanting to ruin something. And there's a fear of people, you know, who, especially if things are going really awesome, like you're dating a guy, things are fantastic, you know, and you're like, well, I don't want him, I don't want him to see the ugly things yet. So I'm just saying to say that. Um, there's this fear of speaking up in one-on-one -on -one conversations or one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one situations. And it's often linked to a fear of vulnerability. And that's a really hard thing for me. I, <clears throat> I um, have a tough time getting vulnerable with people because I can so easily flip the switch and, you know, go into my 
funny, sarcastic performance mode and like, you know, brush off something, oh, serious conversation. I'm going to make jokes because I'm uncomfortable or I can just disappear. You know, if I'm, if I'm really feeling something uh, and I know it's important for me to talk about, but I don't feel comfortable with it or I'm afraid to say something because it's going to, could potentially change something or it could hurt somebody or it could require somebody else to, um, I don't know, apologize. And I'm not sure that they're going to do that because I've been hurt. Um, I can just, I will disappear. <laughs> I just won't say it. And neither of those are great. Um, uh, you know, making jokes, there's a time and place for jokes, but you know, when there are those moments though, in relationships and especially in, you know, romantic relationships and, you know, with dear, dear friends that you're going to have to have conversations about things sometimes, and it's not always going to be well received. So there's a feeling there of being vulnerable. Um, you know, I need to share something with you, or I'm having a really hard time with something and I need to talk. That's a scary thing too. That's where I struggle the most in my relationships is feeling like um, I can let people into my deep, dark things and and they won't just run away. <laughs> and it's okay to share those things with trusted people. Um, and it's also a feeling of, you know, what I say doesn't matter anyway, so I'm not even gonna say it. Like, I'm not gonna bring it up. I'm not gonna, it doesn't matter if I say anything because nothing's gonna change or they don't care about what I have to say or how I feel, so I'm just not gonna say anything at all. And I'm just gonna stuff it down and not deal with it. So those those things are hard, but you know, some of the symptoms that lead to that fear is, you know, stumbling over your words. And that happens to me, especially when I get real, when I get, um, you know, when I get vulnerable and I need to share something or I'm having a hard day, but I, I, you know, I need to talk about it, but I don't really want to talk about it because I don't know how it's going to come out. Um, stumbling over my words, uh, makes it really hard for me to want to, to say things because I have this fear of not, if I appear not okay, maybe other people are going to think I'm not okay and they're not going to want to be around me. Or, um, if it doesn't come out right, I'm not going to communicate really what I need or what I, or it's just not going to, it's not going to be right if I can't say it right. Like there's this kind of this performance thing again, right? There's this fear that I have to be able to say whatever is on my mind, whatever is bothering me, whatever, whatever I'm struggling with, I have to be able to present it perfectly in order to be worthy of saying it. And that's not true. I mean, oftentimes, often we are not able to verbalize clearly what we're feeling when we're having those moments when we're super vulnerable or we're super upset or super hurt or super sad um that we have this expectation that we need to be able to spit it out perfectly and that keeps us from sharing those things and honestly it's exhausting to minimize your feelings to minimize and put down what you need to say and share because you don't feel like you deserve to be heard or you don't feel like you can say it right. And it's been a long time, a lot of years of struggling through that with me that, you know, I'm such a good writer and I'm not saying that to brag, but it's just, it's my talents. It's my, you know, one of my other jobs is I'm a writer and I've always been a really good writer. So I can write pages and pages of beautifully explained feelings and thoughts and uh, emotions and because I'm so good at that, that's sometimes what I will fall back to. In fact, most often I will fall back on typing something out if I need to share something real with somebody, okay? <laughs> One, it puts, a dis it puts distance so I don't have to be there in the room or on the phone or whatever uh, if they respond and I don't like it. And two, I can write and rewrite and I can craft it perfectly the way I, I think I am communicating it and then send it away where talking about it can get really dicey for me really quick because I don't feel like I can present it that well. Uh, when the truth is, you know, texting and 
I love texting. I love messaging. Those are my preferred ways of communication, but not when it gets down to real stuff. And I've had to really work with myself on that because um, there is so much more to be communicated through your voice. And, you know, if you're with somebody through seeing somebody's face, you can so easily misinterpret. And I know that I'm not the only one that knows this. So easily misinterpret messages and texts and emails uh, because of that lack of tone. You can read tone into anything you want and however you want. And there's such a benefit to being brave enough to say it in words, to use your voice, use your emotion, use your facial expression, use your tears if you need to, to really communicate how you're feeling. And that's okay. And that's hard for me to accept sometimes. Is that, does anybody else feel that way? Like, cause that's messy. Tears, not, you know, the whole blubbering, can't get your words out kind of thing. But you know, that's honestly the best way to communicate things sometimes if, if we really think about it. And it's just exhausting to push that down if we feel like we don't have permission to do that. We don't have permission to speak up or say what we need to say. And we know an email or a text isn't the best way to go. So, you know, well, I just won't say it. That's so wrong. Speaking up and being vulnerable is such a great sign of strength. And that's, that's, that's the opposite of what we, we, I think are taught and we see and feel. Uh, I mean, have you ever reached out to somebody and really needed their time and their energy and their focus? And then you felt rejected because you either, they didn't give it to you or they didn't understand what you needed or they didn't, um, they didn't understand you. Um, but you know, and they maybe saw that as being weak or saw, saw that as something more than it was. But in reality, that's you being so, so strong to say, I need help. And it's going to come out as a blubbering mess, but I need it. I need you. I need your time. I need your ear. I need a hug, you know, those kinds of things. And that's where we feel like, okay, well, I might not get what I need, or they might not like what I have to say, or it might be stupid to feel this way. So I'm just not going to say anything at all. Um, but when you speak up, when you allow yourself to be vulnerable with somebody else, it shows others that you value your thoughts and feelings and beliefs. How are they going to value your thoughts and feelings, beliefs, if you don't value your own thoughts and values and beliefs and feelings? Um, they should value you too, even if they don't agree. And that's an important distinction. They, they don't have to agree with how you feel or what you say or what you do. They can have a completely different perspective on whatever it is. They may think you are ridiculous for feeling the way you feel. You're being overdramatic, whatever. But that's not the point. They should value your energy. They should value your bravery to be vulnerable and to reach out to them and to want to give that piece of yourself to them in that moment, whatever it is. And not everybody is going to respond that way. Um, you know, you just you probably you probably have you know, a handful of really close people in your life that you share your most vulnerable moments with. And that's good. You probably have, you know, maybe another handful of people that know a lot about you. You're really good friends, but they don't know all the things. That's awesome. There are different levels of people that you learn and you learn to trust and you build those relationships with over time. And you know who and where and what you can share with certain people at certain times. And that's fantastic. That's good. That's healthy. Um, but you're always going to run into people who don't respond very well. <laughs> and that's just life. That's not a reflection of you. That's a reflection of how they're going to interpret and respond. That's their choice. You can't control that. It's scary. There's a risk of rejection in there when you open up and decide to be vulnerable and have conversations and decide that you need to be heard. Um, but it helps you to be who you are truly supposed to be. And it helps others know who you truly are when you can take those steps to let yourself be heard. And you know, your people in your life, your close people, they need your vulnerability. It's a two way street. Um, 
It's, and I, I've learned this in relationships too, and it's been very hard. I mean, I'm a great listener. I'm the first to run to people, to my close people, especially if they need something, they need someone to sit with them, cry with them, whatever. When the tables are turned, <laughs> I am a vault. <laughs> I have a really hard time letting my best friends do that back for me, to listen, to be there, to cry with me, to let me cry on their shoulders. That's a huge thing for me. And uh, I mean, I've come a long way with that. And I've had you know a couple of really close friends to thank for helping me grow in that area. You know, I used to be banned from saying the words, I'm fine. That was my easy way out. Uh, How are you? What's going on? Clearly, I'm upset about something or something's going on or hard things are happening in my life. And they'll ask me, how are you? What's going on? I'm fine. No. (laughs) So for a while there, I was banned from using that phrase because it was my way of avoiding getting real with my people who are generally concerned and were hurt that I wasn't letting them be there for me too. You know, it builds trust. You're, you're vulnerable with me. I'm vulnerable with you. We know each other's deep dark secrets. That's, I'm just kidding. That's not really the thing, but it builds trust. It builds that relationship. It builds, um, support and, uh, it builds your tribe. And, by saying you're fine or I'm okay when you're really not, it's, it avoids getting real and it's it's actually hurtful, but it doesn't do you any favors either. And once I took it out of my vocabulary and it was hard, it's, I still use it sometimes, um, it, was, it was a challenge to me to replace the easy word with the real words and the feelings, right? So eventually I realized I'm not getting out of the conversation. I have my people here and they want to hear what's going on with me because something clearly is going on with me. So I can't say I'm fine. So why don't I just actually say what's actually happening? Oh my gosh. And it's hard. It's so hard, but it's so valuable to do that because you're building a relationship. You're letting people know who you are and you're letting them help you. Sometimes we aren't married. We aren't meant to carry our burdens alone. And I've spent a lot of my life carrying my burdens alone you know, disappearing when I had hard things to deal with and not talking about it and not sharing it. And I've lost, I think, a lot of really close connections that I could have had over the years because I I want to be the hero sometimes and be there for you, but I'm not going to let you be there for me because that's hard for me. And it's been a long time and it's still a struggle to get around that and to work through that and to not do the running away, but to go towards the people who I know love and care about me and, and want, want to help and be there for me. Um, but you know nobody is perfect no one is right all the time even if you're having a conversation with somebody and they're sharing something with you that doesn't mean they're automatically light right even if they're louder and more insistent and more passionate about what they're saying doesn't mean they're right and you're wrong um and no one's gonna always have the perfect reactions to anything you do or say and we just have to accept those things and be okay with it. And it's okay that they don't have perfect reactions. I mean, we, that's, that's, you know, performance can't expect me to deliver the important thing I need to say perfectly. And I can't expect you to then respond back to me in a perfect way so that everything is perfect and amazing. That's not real. Um, but no matter how people respond to you in your life, to important things, thoughts you have, you know, the times when you need to be heard, no matter how they respond, it doesn't take away your worthiness to be heard. Okay. I'm going to say that again, because I think it's really important. No matter how other people respond, whether it's positive or negative, uh, and usually we're going to focus on the negative, no matter how they respond to what you feel, what you believe, what you need to say, your idea, what you need to share, how you need to connect to your vulnerability, your, your vulnerability, that's such a hard word to say. It's ruining my flow. 
no matter how they respond to your vulnerability, if they give you the opportunity to be vulnerable with them, it doesn't take away your worthiness to be heard. So how do we get better at talking? That's going to be next. Okay, so how do we do this? I've, I've, I've told you that what you have to say matters. I've told you that you deserve to be heard. You're worthy, um, and you know we need to get, we need to be more confident in our vulnerability and be braver about talking. So how do we do this if we have lived a long life of being afraid to talk to people, right? So the easy way to say that is my solution is to practice. <laughs> And before you just start talking to yourself or, you know, just calling up random people and giving them a piece of your mind, don't do that. Um, let's talk about what I mean by that, because um, it is hard. OK, and I, I, you're you're hearing from in these episodes, you're hearing from a person right now who has always had a very hard time being vulnerable. And I've shared a lot about that in this episode. So. Uh, I'm a, I'm a writer, not a talker. I can be quiet for days. I cannot speak to people for days and not notice it. <laughs> At least there have been times in my life that that's been true. Um, so I have never been a person who just needs to talk, um, until I realized that I'm a person who needs to talk. And that was, that came about because of, you know, by recognizing that I do have things to say and, um, <laughs> it's the name of my podcast, but, uh, that's not the only reason I've named it that, but, um, I, you know, it comes from validating yourself in your beliefs in your feelings and your thoughts and telling yourself, you know what, it's okay that I feel that it's okay if I'm hurt by something and I'm feeling hurt and it's okay for me to tell that person that, or it's okay for me to give that idea to the group, or it's, it's okay for me to share something that I just want to talk about, uh, with somebody that is means something to me. So, and I've, I've already shared this, you know, I've started with close friends who made time to listen. Um, they are, have understood that it's hard for me to do. I mean, watching me struggle or being on a phone with me struggling to speak or say words for, you know, long periods of time, you know, just being really patient with me for whatever and however stuff came out. And that's key for me to have had, uh, those kinds of relationships, um, to just help me realize it's okay for the ugly stuff to come out and it doesn't, you know, the snot and the tears and all that. And it doesn't have to be pretty. Uh, it's more important to share it. And then from there, you can kind of figure out what it means and work through it. And just to have somebody there is amazing. So start with the people closest to you in your life. If you have a parent that you trust or your spouse or a best friend or somebody like that, a sister, a brother, somebody in your life that um, you can, they can be your guinea pig <laughs> essentially. But here's a tip. If, if somebody is asking you how you are and uh, they truly mean it and it's one of your trusted people, take that opportunity and take them up on what they're offering. They want to hear from you. They want to hear what's going on. They want to help. And even if the only way they can help you is to be there and listen, take them up on that. Say yes that time. Okay. Your, your response would be, no, I'm fine. But fight that. Fight that. Take the words. Fine. I'm fine. Out of your vocabulary like I did. And I need to go back to doing that. I've kind of gotten out of the habit. But Take it, take them up on that. They're, that's why they're there. That's why they're asking. Uh, they want to know. Um, there's safe places. Start with safe places, safe people. Um, and like I already said, I'm a really good listener. I'm a safe person for a lot of people, but I had never switched it around 
and let them be there for me. Let them be my safe people. So it, it's not easy, but it's so rewarding and it, it'll build your relationship stronger and it'll just help you feel uh, like you're not alone. Because again, we're not meant to carry all of our stuff on our own. That's why we have amazing people in our lives that God has blessed us with. And once you start with your safe people and it gets easier to kind of blurt out and sputter through, you know, some things with people, you know, are not going to judge you, reject you, you know, tell you you're stupid, run away screaming. Um, it'll be easier to speak up with others outside of your circle and to kind of expand your bravery outside of your, okay, these people I know are safe, but I didn't die from talking to them and my head hasn't exploded and I actually feel like that was kind of good. I've made some progress, I'm feeling braver. So now I can share with other people outside of my circle as I start to get even braver. Um, the other thing I did was start this podcast. <laughs> and I've shared this before, but I wanna talk about it a little bit more again. Um, it, it was a way for me, there's a lot of reasons why I started the podcast. And one of them is to help me be a better talker, to um, use my voice more so than my typing and my writing skills. And I already explained that that's my go-to, that's my default uh, way to communicate is to type something out. Um, and I, I just realized that it wasn't really serving me well anymore. Um, relationships get hurt when you just keep it to emails and things back and forth. Um, things get misunderstood and misinterpreted. And um, it's just much better to be able to talk about things. So I took the podcast on as a, just for a couple. One, I really was excited about the idea. And I've have been obsessed with podcasts for a long time. And I really wanted to start one. And it's kind of also been a really great tool for me to just practice talking. And yes, I am sitting in a room by myself with a microphone and headphones on just talking my little head off for all of these episodes. But you know what? It's such great practice to use my words, to form sentences, to hear the sound of my own voice, to say important, vulnerable things and not be afraid of the sound of my voice when I say them. And um, it provided a way for me to say what I needed to say, thoughts that I've had and have wanted to write about, but wasn't sure that was quite the right forum and you know you just can reach and touch so many more people when you speak so um it has it's also you know i can edit it if necessary so it's been a good way for me to practice saying something and if i didn't like the way it came out i could go back and do it again and i'm going to tell you the the more i do this and the more i talk and the more i practice just processing thoughts um kind of on the fly and speaking i do have notes for every episode that i write out first and then I just kind of go with it, but it's, it's getting easier and it's getting better. And I find that I have, I'm, I'm less needing less to go back and re-record or, or I'm unhappy with how it sounded or, and this is kind of where I was going with imperfect communication. I'm okay with it. If it's not perfect, it's okay. Um, I'm, I'm an amateur podcaster. I'm just talking and it's not always going to be perfect, but, um, I think that's important. It's real. It's not manufactured and that's really important. And it has helped me build the confidence of just talking without fear of saying it wrong or being misinterpreted in my day-to-day -day communications, in my relationships, in my, I mean, it's not perfect. It hasn't cured me of being afraid to speak up, but it's really helped because, um, I mean, again, it's just the sound of my own voice. I sound really good on this microphone. I don't know that I always sound amazing when I have something important to say, but just speaking is a great way to practice speaking. Oh my gosh. Um, if I'm going, so that's, that's a great way. And the name of the podcast, 
and I'm not saying you have to start a podcast, but you know what? It's surprisingly easy to get these things going. So if something you want to do, something you want to do, reach out to me because I'd love to help you find your voice on a microphone. Um, it seems like everybody has a podcast these days and it's not everybody has a podcast, but it is such a simple thing to do. If you really feel like you have things to say or you just want to practice, you can do podcasts and not, you know, you don't have to publish them or promote them. People don't need to know you're out there. Um, but I like for people to know I'm out there. And the name of the podcast, I have things to say every time I get on the mic, every time I say that in my, you know, first segment or two, it is my reminder to myself and a kind of a little, you know, boost of confidence as I get ready to go that yes, I have things to say and they matter and they're important. And not everybody has to resonate with every episode. Not everybody has to agree with anything I say. Um, but I have things to say and it's perfectly okay for me to put it in a recording and put it out there on the interwebs for people to listen to. So I have things to say, you have things to say, find a way to say them. Uh, when I'm in groups or meetings, you know, if I, if I know the topic of the meeting, I always try to be prepared, jumping to some other ways that I practice talking. So I, I come, I come prepared. I know what's happening. I try to, um, if I can, and I try to come with ideas. If I know that's going to be the point of uh, the meeting, I try to come prepared. Um, part of the fear of not knowing what to say or not how it, not speaking up is just not feeling prepared. So you can always come with ideas. You can always do some research ahead of time. And I will try to just jot notes down because uh, I'm a writer first. So sometimes it helps just to jot down a few notes before I actually speak up and say anything. Or if I can do that before the meeting, I'll do that too. Um, so, I mean, those, that's just a few ideas to get you started. But there's always going to be poor reactions. There's always going to be disagreements with what people have to say, what you have to say. There's always going to be rationalizations about what you have to say, especially if you're talking through a situation. There's two sides to a story. You didn't quite see it the same way. Um, people are always going to take, there's always going to be people that take what you have to say and rationalize it to fit their own narrative. That's just, that's just the way we work because we put things through filters and lenses, um, to distort what you say and how you say it so that it fits what, you know, I needed to say, or what you needed to say to make you feel better. Everybody is going to take what you say and filter it through where they are in life, what they think about you, what they think about a situation, what they feel really happened. Um, and there's nothing you can do about that. You can tell the absolute truth. You can give your absolute true, honest feelings. Um, but there's always going to be a matter of a filter or a lens for whoever is receiving your information on the other side. And the key to coming together on things is to not let those filters and those lenses distort you, distort what you have to say, distort what you're feeling and distort hearing or seeing the other person's perspective. You don't have to agree on it, but we have to not let our lenses and our filters get in the way of just hearing each other and accepting each other and accepting that what you feel is important uh, is important to you and I value you and you're worthy to feel what you're feeling. So you can't control those things. Those are the things you cannot control, but what you can control is you. So what I wanna leave you with for today are these few things. You are worthy, your thoughts and feelings matter, believe that, and speak up. Okay, I'm gonna say that one more time because I want you to really hear that if you've kind of zoned out today um, because, you know, everything I have to say is important, but I know I can ramble sometimes. <laughs> so here we go. These are the things you control and these are the things I need you to believe. You are worthy. Your thoughts and feelings matter. Believe that and speak up.
thank you for listening today. Um, it is an honor and a privilege and just so much fun to be here and to be on the mic. And um, I hope uh, if this is your first episode, you'll listen to more episodes, poke around. There's lots of fun things to, to listen to. Um, if you are uh, a, a longtime listener, uh, thank you so much for being here too. I just really appreciate all the support and the listening. Um, if you are listening, whatever podcast app you're listening through, if it's one of the ones I rattled off at the start of the show or something else I don't even know about yet, Please do me the huge honor of, if you like what you hear, giving me a rating or review. Um, that really helps my podcast audience grow. It helps people find me. And I'm, I'm really excited about that because I enjoy doing this. Um, if you want to take it another step further than that, you can support the show with your money. Um, it's really easy to do that. You just click wherever the link is that says support this podcast or learn more about this podcast. It'll take you to the Anchor website for my show. And Anchor is where I host my podcast. And you can support me for as little as 99 cents a month. That gives you uh, a mention, at least from me, and my undying affection, of course. So that's always a fun thing to do. I appreciate my sponsors so much. It helps me do this. And um, it makes me feel a little bit more legit, if I'm honest. <laughs> but other than that, I'm just glad you're here. I have set up an email address for the show. If you have things that you would like to say to me, you can reach me at I have things to say th at gmail.com that th on the end is very important stands for terry a bear so it's i have things to say th at gmail.com share some thoughts share um you know you can tell me you like me you can tell me you don't like me you can tell me uh, a story i love stories um you can also suggest uh topics or other things that you you know if you're sitting around going hey i wonder what terry has to say about that let me know. And maybe I have something to say about that. I don't know, but I love feedback. I'd love to hear from you. So feel free to drop me an email. I have things to say, th at gmail.com. And otherwise, I'm just so thankful to be here. So thankful that you're here. Thank you for listening again. And I will talk at you next time on I have things to say. <laughs>